Welcome to the Franchise Fantasy Podcast. Come to decide that the things that I tried were in my life just to get high on. When I sit alone, come get a little known, but I need more than myself this time. Step from the road to the sea to the sky, and I do believe that we rely on. When I lay it on, come get to play it on. Hey, what's up, France? There he is, seven and one. Ooh, it feels good. Must feel real good right now. Well, especially coming off all the crap seasons I've had the last couple of years, I think this is this is the one that I can feel good about and just kind of go out on top if I end up not coming back next year. Right, this would be the year. So you have two titles. You've been down, I think, the last two years. What what's working for you? I. Uh, almost like beginner's luck all over again since I've been kind of tuned out recently I feel like I just I went with projections I've just been following the book not doing anything fancy sticking with what works and it's been working absolutely you made two moves (laughs) I think I'm gonna leave the uh the hundred waiver dollars there the whole season just to taunt you all if you win the title and you have a hundred dollars sitting there that'd be unbelievable (laughs) I I don't know that anyone's done that one some people have not made a ton of moves because sometimes that's good, but I don't know about the not even touching the money. That's crazy. So you'll be ashamed to learn this one. Last week, Thursday afternoon, Tyler shoots me a text and he's like, just so you know, uh, you're starting. Um, <laughs> who was it? I think it was uh, Brandon Cooks, maybe. He's like, you're starting Brandon Cooks tonight, and he's not playing, so you might want to work on that, because I was playing Nat, and he didn't want Nat to win, but I don't know, I texted him back, and I was like, I think you should have let me take the loss, because you'd rather have first place, you're already winning that division. So, how much, how much football have you watched this year? Not a bunch, right? No, Um, probably the most football I caught was when I was driving by Paul Brown Stadium on my way home from the airport. (laughs) I mean, that's that's certainly some of it. The the Bengals are just unwatchable. That that really does matter a lot because I've never been a guy to like watch a lot of the games around the the league. And when the Bengals are just unwatchable, there's just no point. Right. You'll watch the Bengals when, you know, the, the, the few years where they were 10 and 6 and they have big games against the Steelers and stuff. But, I mean, they're just unwatchable. This is the worst Bengals team of all time. Like, and there's been a lot of bad ones, and this is the worst. Yep. And I, part of it, too, is that I don't have, like, if I lived in Cincy, obviously being in the city, I would like it more and everything. But, right. like, in Columbus, everybody's Browns fans. Yeah. Like, all my coworkers were Browns fans. Nobody gave a crap about the Bengals. So it's kind of hard to maintain that fandom, especially when they're so bad. I completely get it. I mean, I was – I kind of lucked out when I was living in Philly. Those were the, Bra- the Browns 0 in 16 years. Sure. It hurt, and I was around it, but it's just so easy to just kind of tune out. For sure, yeah. It's just easier. So did you see Dalton got benched today? Do you think he ever starts another game for the Bengals? Um, I did see he got benched, barely. Like, it it floated across my radar, but, um, I mean – as somebody who's not super in tuned, like I don't see why you would bench him if you were ever going to start him again. I don't know if it's like a scare tactic, but it feels like a permanent benching. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's done. He'll be on 
you know, somebody else next year and he'll be all right. But Which I'm fine with. Yeah, no, it's time to move on. Yeah, it's time to move on. All right, speaking of time to move on, you still have Antonio Brown in your roster. You're just praying that someone for the playoff push picks him up? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, the, it's kind of like a risk reward thing. Like who the heck else am I going to pick up that could possibly help me out? So I may as well take that, that risk and just keep rostering him. I want the legal stuff is really quieted down. I don't think someone signs him, but it does seem like it's quieted down a bit. Um, yeah, no, I mean, look at my bench. Well, look at my whole team, but like, I mean, there's just so much trash on rosters at the bottom of them. Just so much. Yeah. And it's tough. Right, so, um, so you took. I am really angry that Marta is the one that got the best of me on that trade, though. That the day that he sent it over, I was like reading through all of the uh, the AB stuff that had come to light so far, and I was like, "Ooh, man, I don't know. Like, there's nothing like incredibly like. There's no decision that's been made yet. I know that I'm going to be out um, like six weeks or whatever it was if I keep Melvin Gordon. Um, but yeah, whoops. Yeah, no, that stinks because it's Marta, but. I mean, he got Melvin Gordon, who hasn't been lighting it up. No, he hasn't, which has been comforting for me. But he plays. Now, you were looking real good after week one. Brown was, like, playing with the Patriots, and, like, it was pretty wild for a week. (laughs) I mean, yeah. If I Can you imagine if I had Brown on top of what I'm already working with? Because I feel like my my flex has really been my spot where I'm like, eh, maybe I won't get any points. Oh, you'd be 8-0. I mean, it's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going down this week though, because my entire team's on bye. So yeah. I will be seven and two officially. You haven't hit bye week hell yet. So some, you know what though, if you're just in in it one week, that's not the worst thing. Some like some people get it, you know, over a course of four weeks, and it's just rough. If you can get it all in one, it's kind of better. Yeah, if I if I was putting a lot of thought into it and really trying to work on my draft, I think that's the strategy I'd go with anyways, because then you're not worried about filling in and. Every single week, you're, like, down four points and feeling bad about it. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously, it's hard to strategize that. But if you, if it works out that way, it's better. So, you have three out of the top ten fantasy players. And there's 12 teams in our league. Like, like it's insane. Cooks, the Patriots D, and Lamar Jackson. Like, were you targeting Lamar Jackson or you just kind of fell to you? No, I, I actually remember at that point in the draft, like, I think pretty much everybody had their quarterbacks. I only had a dollar to spend and so maybe two bucks or something, but whatever it was, I had done my maximum bid on Lamar Jackson and Kumar was like sitting there, like pleading with the league, like somebody put up Lamar Jackson and I'm sitting there like trying to make small talks, but nobody really notices what's yeah. going on. And it went through and I was just cheering because I, there was nobody left after Lamar. So it's yeah. really worked he, out. He was people, people were high on him going into the year, but I mean, he's been incredible with the rushing yards and stuff. Yeah, it's been insane. I mean, more insane, though, Patriots defense. Like, what the actual frick, man? Well, okay, so Corman calls you Fugazi because the defense. What do you have to say to, say to him about that? <laughs> I mean, so he thinks that I don't even deserve to be in first, like the defense is just carrying me? No, he's, I mean, he, he acknowledges that you're 7-1, and one, but he keeps saying on the podcast, like, he'll say, well, once the playoffs go around, come around, they can't keep getting 25 points at night. But I think your team's pretty good regardless, but it certainly helps. Right. I mean, so what am I? If we look at the league right now, I've got like a hundred something points on the next person, which is like the Patriots every week. So if you gave me a normal defense, I'm still pretty much the top scoring team. You're still top scoring team for sure. You maybe third or whatever, second at the worst. 
Yeah. No, he's just he's just jealous that you got the best defense. Yeah, and Marta's tried to snipe him per usual, like throw me <laughs> low ball offers after four weeks when they've had twenty five points every game. Oh, I'm the worst. The worst. The worst text for Marta when he's low balling. <laughs> and that's all he does. He just throws out low ball after low ball around the league. He probably sends out ten trade offers a week. Yeah. Who who's who's the worst low ballers? Him. Who else? Nat, but not. I don't think he's intentionally doing it. I think Nat just sends out bad trades sometimes because he's afraid to be on the worst end of it. Yeah. Um. But I I don't send out a lot of trades either. So most of the trades that I see are just from the people who are prolific. So so I don't have a lot of data points on other people. That's true. Kumar's pretty legendary. Those are the three, obviously. All right. So all right. That's enough fantasy football. What? You're you are you still on break or are you working yet? <laughs> no, man, I'm still trying to figure it out. So, yeah, they pushed back my start date twice, and then the third time they said, "Yeah, I'm not exactly sure when it's going to happen." So, no longer banking on that one to come through. I've been out there hitting up the job boards like Kasos when he was unemployed. So, okay. we'll see what okay. comes of it. You're on the search. What have you been up to other than that, Joe? Just a bunch of Joe Rogan podcasts every morning. <laughs> Pretty much listening to him. Uh, who was it that he had on the uh, Edward Snowden James one? Snowden on. Yeah, I've, I've listened about half of it. Yeah, that one. I mean, I like Joe Rogan podcast, but usually because it's very conversational and like he asks the yeah. questions that I'm thinking about. But with the Snowden one, he like he didn't say a word almost. It was weird, <laughs> yeah. weirdly quiet. So it was a Snowden lecture, which there were some interesting points. But like like you said, I kind of just like Rogan because he's just in the room chilling. He doesn't come in with a bunch of questions. You know, you just feel like you're talking to him. Exactly. And I've seen plenty of, like, Snowden interviews before, so there was nothing I hadn't heard before. Right. Still an interesting talker. Yes. So you went to Austin, Texas. That leads me into, I asked you, let's rank the top five bachelor party locations if Corman ever gets married. Where, Where were the five best cities? All right. I like this one. So... I threw Austin on the list because it really is a cool city. And if, if people haven't been there, they should definitely check it out. Yeah, there's, we haven't so, been there. Right. There's a lot of, um, you know, there's like a wannabe Bourbon Street. Uh, there's some like hipster places for Kumar. Um, and it's just nice weather in general. So Austin makes the list. Cool city in America that I don't know if everybody's been to already, but worth a, worth a mention. Yeah. Um, number four on the list. I don't know if this is going to be what Corman's speed is for bachelor party weekend, but I threw in like a camping trip and um, no particular place in general. I threw down West Virginia camping just because it's close and we can get shit faced, but camping trip. That has been um, thrown out that we just get a cabin and maybe some ATVs and stuff. Be fun. Exactly. It not was, just, we get ATVs. Somebody's dying. Not just for his bachelor. Oh yeah. Not just for his bachelor party, but we need to do that sometime anyway, but. Oh, it could could happen. Yeah, for sure. We should, yeah, once bachelor party's finalized, if it's not camping, we should just book that immediately, too, because that's how we Yes, it would be. All right, next. Uh, Number three, Chicago. Um, I feel like that's got a little bit of everything. We got to do baseball in there for Cayman's bachelor party, so I feel like that fits the bill pretty good. And haven't been to Chicago in a while. True. Can't go wrong. You could see the Indians in Chicago, maybe. It's a good one. Number two, this one's a bit of a reach, but like a, an Oktoberfest slash Amsterdam combo. Ooh, I really like where you're going now. So that one's pushing the wall a little bit, but I figured I'd uh, go for a reach a little bit since we're getting near the top. Yeah, I mean, if we're ever going to go. 
And then uh, number one, to nobody's surprise, Vegas, baby. We got to go back. Got to go back. You got that itch right now? Uh, I did for a little bit, but now that the weather's changing, not as much. Um, but I definitely do want to have one in the works in the next year or so. See, when the weather changes is when I have the itch because it's warm there. That too, yeah. yeah There's I, never a bad time. No. How about that? Obviously. I mean, someone like that. Brian Williams has been hitting me up about going again too. And like the, I want to say like February to May timeframe. So keep your eyes out people. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll be watching. I, I kind of want to go to Phoenix this year for uh, go visit Stevanov for uh, spring training maybe, but I could, uh, I could make it happen. So I was talking to Sam about like what places would be cool for Corman's bachelor party. And she's like, Oh, you guys should go to Phoenix for spring training. But it is really my speed, so I left it off the list. It is fun, but it's so spread out there. There's a lot of driving from place to place that doesn't really make it ideal for that. Yeah, I've I've never been to a spring training festivities at all in general, so I wouldn't mind seeing it once. But for Corin's bachelor party, I think we can do a little more exciting than that. Yeah, 100%. And so Stevanov's going to have a baby within the next month or so. Oh, my gosh. How crazy is that? Baby Nov. Oh, is he like the first close friend you've had that has a baby? Um, um, Wayne Wayne's wife's also pregnant, but Stevanov's going to beat him. Now we just went to Michigan this weekend, and I have a friend up there that has two kids. But when we were in Philly, we were closer. Now that he lives up outside Detroit, we're not you know we don't hang as much. But he was the first because I used to go and watch football, and the baby was there. You know, like we'd hang with the baby, but. <laughs> it would be because his wife's an ER doctor, so she'd be working on Saturday. He'd be like, "All right, come over, bring a beer, bring a case of beer, and we'll just sit here and watch football with Miles." But yeah, Stefanov's the closest, the, certainly the closest, closest friend with one. Yep. And your sister has kids. Yeah, she has a, a little one now. But I okay. guess it, in in the fantasy league, it was when Tyler, which obviously I'm not as close to, and then Dylan. But that that's the only two in the league right now. Who's going to be next? Um. Ooh. Ooh. I'm looking down the list. Uh, probably Ekman. Dylan with a second. Yeah, Ekman. He he, seem, he seems like he's close, just from what I you know, just from Facebook or whatever. Yeah, he bought a house a couple of years ago. He's yeah. a so he's a. Uh, he told me he, he phoned me up one day because I've always been kind of like the tech guy, and he's like, "So, do you have any recommendations about projectors? Because um, I have a projector in, yeah. in one of my bedrooms and." He's building a golf driving range in his basement where you like hit into the screen and it does the golfing for you. That's awesome. I know. Yeah, he's big into golfing. That's awesome. I had a friend that just opened one of those up there by Putin Bay, not on Putin Bay, but on like the, the shores up there for and he's like hosting bachelor parties and stuff. I'm not real close to him, but pretty cool that someone our age opened a bit, you know, he's trying a business on his own. Yep. So kind of risky. But all right. Here we go. Here's our little this or that round where I ask you a question. You you give us an answer. So your best Halloween costume ever. Ooh, I I've had some good ones over the years. Um, I've had dead mouse. I've had oh, that's uh, right. Pablo that Escobar. Um, yeah, Escobar. I had the Kool-Aid man. Um, so I gotta go Kool-Aid man just cause, yep. um, some, some, uh, Sam and Anthony history. That's the first night that we hooked up. Oh, okay. Okay. I remember that one. And I, I remember Dead Mouse. And obviously Peplo, Pablo was legendary. But 
the dead mouse one took the most work, right? Like that was Yeah, and actually I didn't even really get it all the way that I wanted it. The the eyeballs of the costume were supposed to be like, you know, you can get those like light up things that you stick on the wall and you just like push them in and out and they light up. Yeah. So it was it was those, but when I hot glued them, I think it messed with all the wiring, but yeah, it was supposed to be a little cooler even. It was still pretty cool, but all right. What about what about your your uh, best Halloween costume as a child that you remember? Like, oh yeah, that was cool. Because most of mine as a kid were lame. I was like, oh, I'm a football player. <laughs> mine were pretty lame too, actually. I think that um, you know I just put on masks and stuff. I had yeah. usually what the tradition was for Halloween as a kid is all my buddies from grade school would come over to my house and we'd literally just like spin around the neighborhood as much as we could and just collect all the candy. Yeah, you were more concerned about that. Yeah. Hey, when when did you last trick or treat? What age do you remember? Um, uh, probably like my fresh or freshman or sophomore year of high school. I probably yeah, did I, it. I, my last one was freshman year. Do you know Corman went on his senior year? He went around and he went around. <laughs> he went around with one of his friends who was a freshman in college. One of the Hilton boys. Did people stiff him on the candy? Like even even when I was a freshman or a sophomore, whenever I went last, people were like, "Aren't you a little too old for this?" Right, exactly. Like I'm not giving you candy, man. Like, and I think he put on like a cowboy a cowboy hat and said, "You know what I mean?" Like, it, like, oh, this is my costume with jeans. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it sounds right. On. I'm not surprised, but come pretty on, bad. Me. He just wanted candy so bad. Like, dude, go down to Giant Eagle and buy some. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Senior in high school. All right. Married first, Corman or, or Dirk? Um, gotta be Corman, right? We're already talking bachelor parties. I feel like something's gotta be in the works. Oh, all right, Marta or Hanks? Married first? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have zero clue what Marta's relationship status is, so just by default, I have to say Hanks. Favorite Halloween candy? Um, I'm a big Kit Kat guy. I think I could eat those until I died. Okay. Hockey or soccer? Um, so in person, definitely hockey, but I think I like watching soccer on TV more. Yeah. World cup and stuff. Yeah. It's good. stuff. LA or Seattle. (sighs) See, I like everything about, Seattle more um like the the atmosphere and the um like the setting and everything the nature yeah but um I don't know just something about Seattle is like I've always considered where I want to move next and I can't quite pull the trigger on it so I don't know I it's Seattle but not not by much yeah I liked Seattle Seattle's more livable but I thought LA was cooler and I'm going out for a weekend so we've got we've got natural out there. We've got Hammer and Hanks out there. We've got Oregon in the vicinity. And then um, Kumar keeps swearing he's going to move to Seattle. Do you believe that or not? Um, I could see it. I I think he's really into that like hipster scene and has some business ideas around it. So that could be a spot for him if they really want to go all in on like a small business. Yeah, he claims to love LA though. He's going to leave LA. I don't know. I think is Siva's family from Seattle or something? I don't know. I want to say San Francisco, I want to say. But I, I mean, I guess that's that. Not, it's the same distance then. 
I yeah. want to say I, I might be wrong. I don't know. But maybe we need to start uh, campaigning all the league members to just kind of settle down in Seattle. What if all, I know Cor- all, Corman's all, been like a small push away from Seattle, I feel like, for a lot of years. Yeah, that, Well, that was before relationship Corman, though. That's true. That's true. There's no way now. but Now that he has his man cave, yeah, you can't move him. Yeah, there's no way he's moving. How is the man yeah. cave, by the way? I've only seen pictures so far. It's really fun. It's cool. Bar's cool. We play darts a lot. Um it's a little tight down there, you know, like you get a couple people, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm moving to Cleveland in a week though, so I'll be a little farther from it. Not that I'm going that far, but I'm moving. You guys downtown. are just what's the reason for the move for you guys? Uh we just want to try and live downtown. You know, we like the city life. Yep. And you know, we're debating about buying a house, but we don't want to do that until we know. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, exactly. So we're gonna try it out. We'll get a nice nice place down there. Oh, by where Dirk used to live, like two blocks down. Okay. Are your commutes going to get worse? Mine's is, mine's about the same. Hers is worse. So, yeah. I mean, that's the downside. But Yeah. That's what you sound for, though. Right. No, my, but mine's pretty much the same. It's two minutes longer, so no big deal. All right. Beach or pool? What's better? Pool. I hate sand. Who wins the Super Bowl this year? Mm, I've never been one to doubt Belichick, so I got to go Patriots. Yep, can't. All right, can you? The World Series is happening right now. Can you name one of the teams in it? Um, I should because I was getting like snaps from you guys about the World Series, and I was like, wait a minute, are the Indians in it? So I looked it up, and I want to say like the Astros, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who who else are they playing? Dirk went. Um, Dirk was there on uh, Saturday night. Saturday night. Really? That's yeah. Pretty sweet. His girlfriend used to live there, and, you know, she's a baseball fanatic. Did she get, uh, like, did her box office get ticks or anything associated with them? I'll, I'll, I'll see Dirk this week, and I'll have to ask, and I'll see her. I want. I kind of wonder that, you know, they get the hook up, like, oh, you, we'll hook you up next time, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. Right. Um, no, I have zero clue who the second team is. Washington. She used to live in D.C. Oh, okay. Yeah, D.C. All right. That's all I got for that round. Have you been listening to the pod? What about what about Sister Gate? You got any comments on that? Um, Reprimand Corman. Well, you can can have the floor. Yeah, that was just appalling in all regards. I think the the line of questioning was asking for it to kind of slide into the gray area, but you never should have let K Man speak his mind on the podcast in that regard. We all knew what kind of can of worms that was. Yeah, like it was probably just my fault for even. Well, you, yeah, you can let him rank it or whatever, like everybody else, or say say what his answers are. But once he gets into ranking, you got to call him the FCC and get some uh, censorship going. Just not good. Just not good at all. <laughs> it's a disaster. And then and then Dirk gets liquored up and gets going last week. Did you listen to Do that you, one or no? Uh, no, but I want to. Um, did did uh. Have you saved the recording from that pod and it's just not published anymore? Yeah, or is it I have. gone from the I history have. books? You, you can listen to it. It's not, it's not that bad. It's just one of those things Dirk was like, let's not make it public. And I agree. Like, he was, well, yeah. he was, he was absolutely hammered. <laughs> and I mean, I guess I was too, but you could really tell he was. I mean, he had, thir- he had, had about 25 beers, like maybe 30. You know what I mean? Like a ton. And it was like. What, what day like, of the week did you guys record it? It was that Friday night where he came over. Okay. Where like, you guys were shirtless in the basement for some reason? Yeah, just three of us down and, there. 
Corman got his eye punched. Yeah, we were trading punches, like light ones, but we were just swapping punches. Now his eye was already his eye was already banged up. But so in so all right, I spent the night there because I'd been drinking, didn't want to drive home. And in the morning, I'm laying in bed, and he's laying upstairs, and he's texting the group like, "Oh my god, I can't open my eye." And I'm like, "Okay, that's kind of funny. We'll see what." The-. And then when he came down, I could not stop laughing for like five minutes. <laughs> it was the funniest. I mean, thing. he looked ridiculous. It, it really was looked so bad. ridiculous. And I knew he was like being serious, but I didn't. I just didn't know what to expect. And then when it was that bad, it was the funniest thing ever. So then he went to the pumpkin patch that day with Randy, and like, of course, that's like basic girl photo day and oh, he, had wear his, he had to wear his sunglasses all day because like, <laughs> the eye was such a disaster people were like trying to cut him out of their instagram photos when he was in the background and stuff he's like i'll put on the glasses fine <laughs> right like you look like charlie from always sunny though you like pick something up like some kind of disease. <laughs> so uh, what what's the story behind the punching like why why Okay, it started because I was going to do a shot, and I said, Dirk, like, you know, hit me. Like, not hard, but you know what I mean? Like, like you know, slap me in the face or whatever, and I think yeah, yeah. me. And then we just kept going around. Like I said, they weren't hard, but, it, I mean, they didn't feel good. I don't good know. Lord. We just idiot. wanted a little CTE experience for yourself. Right. <laughs> definitely, definitely good for business. Oh man, yeah. So, are you going to be able to make it up for that weekend when Nat's in town, or are you busy? I will 100 percent be there. Corman's throwing. Is that the beer fest weekend too? Yeah. So, so Friday, so Thursday's the Browns tailgate. We'll do Cleveland. We'll probably all spend the night up at Dirks, or my place will be there by then. And then Friday, we'll all come down. You'll see Bart Corman. We'll hang out down there. Perfect. I'm in 100. Yeah. No, nah, it'll be fun. It'll be perfect. All right, man. Good talking to you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, France. All right. See you soon. Championship? Yes, yeah. All right, love it. See you, man. All right, what beer do we have today for us, Corman? Oh, don't do this. It is mug. Corman put you up for this. Winless. Winless. I will murder your mother. If you had three seconds when the bartender comes yeah, to you, what beer do you have? All right. Bush light or Bud Light? Beer law of 1613. Wait in the. A season and a half to make my appearance, and this is what I get. We have nine different Oktoberfest beers. Six of the beers, beers. are pounded. Oh, but Seattle's really my favorite bar scene. I'm not saying it. People are saying it. Is that six yet? No, there's no way that guy doesn't get We like a good beer. But radio's beer. very good. I even like the weirdos. Count the beers. Two and a half shots. Hey, we've had 57 beers. Yeah. What? I don't even have a sister. Priceless. all right we're back in bar corman we're gonna do our little beer testing tasting we're gonna talk what do we got today corman today we have victory seasonal favorites fest beer marzen 5.8 alcohol by volume Victory is a Philly suburban beer. All right, so 
We're going to do a little bit different today. So beer tasting is going to be more like drunk stories. So the drunk story, is it frozen? Did you freeze the beer? Oh boy. <laughs> it's an ice block. <laughs> an ice block just flipped into the beer, folks. All right. So as we drink our, our victory beer here, you are going to tell us a drunk story. I'm going to name a Champions League member. You're going to say the first drunk story that comes to your mind. It's like drunk history with Champions League. Doesn't have to be some. Doesn't have to be the greatest, but Champions League. What it tastes like? It's your classic Oktoberfest. Yeah, like malty, delicious. It's really good. It's like the best one we've done. Too yeah, bad it's frozen. Put your mouth on that thing. It's fucking foaming up. All right, I'm gonna name a Champions League memory. First drunk story that comes to your mind, Tyler Orgrown. Haven't partied with him the most, but I ha- I have one thought in my head. This is a hard one. You want me to go? So first? the go. drunk story that involves Tyler the most is the '80s party. Yes, that's where I was going to go. He's in so, a windbreaker. He's all decked out, and it's less about Tyler, but more about who he brought to the party, and not just. It's a story of the '80s party. You go ahead and tell it. That's what we're here for. This is Drunk History of Champions League. So I mix up the Corman concoction. We get back. Oh, we boy. are exhausted from the flag football and Tyler tournament. played in it. Tyler played in it. He was a hero. He was, played he on offensive line. He was one of our best DBs. And we get back. I spent a lot of work. Spotify didn't exist. They just had Andre Knotts. I swear, Andre Knotts was just on TNT NBA. Spot- one of our friends of ours. Spotify didn't exist back then, so I was using some streaming app to put together the playlist. But I mixed together that Corman concoction, Diesel 153, multiple bottles. There was Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew in there, Dew yeah. in there for, for the caffeine, um, liquid lemon lime. There was Mountain Dew inside and that drink. The ladies at that party were chugging it down. Didn't your now, sister? It eventually led to my sister puking on the love seat. But one of the best parts is the night is we look at Whitney Serafini was chugging down glasses of Corman concoction. And I believe it led to her throwing up violently. But Tyler brought her? Yes, because they were a full... Okay, they were dating. So my Tyler memory from that night, it, it, there's not like a specific... But when he gets drunk, and that was the one time I remember him very drunk, he gets he gets very, he gets very handsy. Like, I remember him and me were grabbing arms and spinning, and then he'd throw me into the couch, and then he was on your back all of a sudden. So <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's his style of drunk. He, he gets real energized. You want to do gymnastics in the yard. All right. So that's our little beer tasting. We did a little drunk history from Champions League. Hey, how did uh, – so the next morning from the 80s party, one who, of the, who, yeah, I was going to say, who didn't show up to football? I forget. One of the worst mornings of my life. Stevanoff fell down chair, uh, stairs. Yes, left a mark. Who didn't come to football, though? I forget. Dylan Hortz. What was, what was his strategy? Pulled off his pants. Therefore, couldn't be dragged out of bed. Was he 100% naked? Yes. Did you see his dong or just no. Dirk? Because I know Dirk. Tried. I had barely made it out of bed at that point. How many people went down and saw his dong? Just Dirk? It was probably Dirk. Oh, and it was Todd. Matt. Todd. 
Todd, Todd trying, already seen it that trying to trying to get him out of bed. He quit on the team. We won the game without him, but Dylan quit on the team because he was too drunk. I had he wasn't three, too drunk. He was too hungover. I had he was still drunk. I had three I mean, hours. So we, but... I had three hours of sleep because I had walked my sister and her friends home. That night at 3 a.m. Did your sister puke on the couch? Is that a happen? Or I Very much. Lots of puke. Okay. I, I didn't know if I dreamt that or not. So I had to walk her and Leah home. Was that like the one party she came to at your house and she yacked on the couch? It wasn't the one, but it was the one she was there for the longest. Yeah, like the most. And she just fucked. And I had to make sure her and Leah made it home safely. All right. We've gotten into trouble before talking to sisters. So we're going to stop it there. Let's go ahead and get into our hot take round. I don't know if you're ready for this. Who? I'm going to do hot Fugazi. take round. Ready? Let's rate them all, baby. This was hot. Kumar's heyday. We can't rate anybody hot. anymore. What's your take on that take? It's white hot. White hot. White hot. White hot. All right. Now we're going to do our hot take segment. So we're going to go. We got three hot takes each. We're going to go coolest to hottest. The K-Man still finishing the victory beer. What is your number three hot take this week? The Freedom Dividend, Garber. everyone's favorite son in this league, is not going to get the one seed, isn't even going to get a buy. It's, it's warm. It's warm. It's warm. All right, my number three is someone in the league not named Chris Corman will be engaged before summer hits. Not Corman. I mean, you. I'm not saying you won't be. I'm saying someone else will be. That's hot. It's a hot take. I'm starting warm. All right, what, do you want me to go? I'll go. Now I'll go. So my number two is the Indianapolis Colts will play in the AFC title game. That means Chiefs. Or Patriots do not make it. The Colts are a solid team. They're someone you don't want to play in the playoffs. AFC title game, bro. Better it, than the Ravens. It maybe, it maybe comes down to seeding. Because Chiefs Patriots could play in round two, but I'm kind of I'm kind of playing that I'm playing that lottery right here with this hot take. Colts play really good football, and they have the second best coach in the AFC. Big, big Frank Wright fan. Love Frank Wright. It's Reich or yeah. Wright? Reich, like R-E-I-C-H. Like German. Yeah. The fourth Reich. Oh, you think that's why I like him? Are <laughs> you accusing me of liking him because he's got a, a Nazi name? The fourth Reich, Frank Reich. I, I like the guy, good quarterback for the – good backup quarterback for the for – the, uh, bills back in the day but all right what's your number two hot take the los angeles lakers are the one seed in the west so and ad is the mvp that is that is the path how they become the one seed but that's hot because they have not looked particularly great. Now, LeBron looked good the other night, but LeBron looked good. But the, a the rest of the team. AD was like 26 for 27 from the free throw line the other night. It's all about free throws. LeBron, AD, Kuzma, name another player on that team. 
One of them has an MVP. Um, <laughs> he's not that good anymore. He's got an MVP. You can't think of him. Oh, uh, Danny Green. Yo, that's a good call. Yeah. Who am I thinking of though? The MVP on the team of the NBA. Yeah, like back in like 2009, he was Superman Dwight. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot about (laughs) Deltoids himself. He's on that team, bro. He's on that team. That's not why I'm picking him. No, I know. I'm aware. You didn't remember him. Danny Green's more important. All right. So then, my number three hottest hot take of them all: the Champions League title. Is going to the only. There's a lot of. There's a lot of true Cincinnatians. It's going to reside in Cincinnati this year. Schmabolik at three and five will be our Champions League champion. Finally, this is a gnome friendly house. So Schmabolik. If he wins the title, do we all have to get together and watch an episode of Gravity Falls? Is that the yes. punishment? And in honor, and Garber is the caterer. Oh, you'll have to listen to this podcast. Garber said this year, that's it. He wants to win and get out. That's his. That that's what he said. His determination this year was. Why though? He says once, one more, just one more. Why leave? Because he doesn't watch football. He, he'll stay in. It's what? worth it for the conversation. He wants to be Elway. Go out. Go out on top. Well, he's not. He's not. He's not going to win a playoff game. Whoa, we're getting hotter. He wants to go out on top. Bro. All right, so my right, well, hot- yeah, your hottest. It really burned me on this one. Your Cleveland Browns are finishing up the season. There are they are currently two and five. Right. There are nine games left. Nine games left. Seven and two finish. So they'll be nine and seven. Is that good enough to get the playoffs? It's in the playoffs. Will they win a playoff game? They're winning a wild card playoff game. I like the way you think, but that's hot. Wild card playoff game versus the Houston Texans. You know what? For some, like, you're talking me into it. Like, like, you're talking to me into it. Maybe I'm a homer. You're talking me into it. All right. That's our hot take round. Thank you, Nat. Phenomenal work this week. Nat Pollock deserves a huge shout out. All those years at Microsoft finally paid off. Finally and, paid off. And I don't know what he's talking about, so I'm going to have to listen to this fresh. Nat Pollock on a, on a, on a flight to South America. Isn't that, is that where he is? Hope he makes it back. It's about 50-50 right now. Is he gonna bring or is he gonna bring back some goods? He just wishes he was 2016 Halloween Garber. <laughs> All right. There's a good question that we didn't even uh, uh think about. Is that the greatest Halloween costume in Champions League history? Now that's 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 a good that's discussion. A, that's a good discussion. Here's what comes to mind with me. Garber Dead Mouse. Because of the Very effort good. he put up and the fact he got chucked up into a tree and was up and up there until about April. Um, dude, Escobar. I really think I'm being a homer, and it needs to be on a wall down here. 
the original works of Bob Ross. No, no, your better one was Cigar Guy. You think Cigar Guy was better than it? It hooked me on nicotine. Wait, Garber had another one that was good. What was his? Other? Oh, he was Kool Aid Man. It's solid. Hey, what? What? You do you know which one was my best one? For you? Not last year. Uh, and not major league. Uh, Rick Flair. That was my best one. That was pretty good. I mean, I'm not saying it's not. It's not Stone, better than Stone Cold. Might have gotten me my most likes on Facebook. Pablo Escobar is the best one. It's pretty good. But Cigar Guy was good because you were just creeping in the background of photos. It was the best Instagram worthy. Yeah, it made it on. I made it into photos of people I barely knew and was getting tagged months later. But the Pablo one, the belly, the money, he looked like him with the stash. And I remember one stash fell, fell off. He had another one like in his pocket. He went right back on. You were finding dollar bills months later in like July. Yeah. I oh, I'm going to play. I'm going to play Xbox and pick it up. There's dollar bills. All right. So there was a, uh, there was a bit of an incident last weekend. We'd like to clear the air here. I didn't know what was going on. The thread kind of heard. Let's hear it from, from the horse's mouth. Explain what happened in East Lansing. So we had a fun tailgate in East Lansing. Blast. Family, in, in, family. family friendly. Yeah, we were playing we Frisbee. We are playing Frisbee with kids. Yes, that's great. The only beer that was getting drank was Bud Light. You did drink a little bit of... There was some Jaeger. Jaeger. There was a Jaeger. But completely coherent going into Spartan Stadium. Completely fine. We're walking I mean, as drunk, a, but completely fine. Walking as a group. Not Browns game drunk. Not... Buckeyes blowout game drunk and sloppy me takes a quick hit on the jewel. And all of the sudden I feel a pinch on the arm. I'm grabbed. I had noticed that guy earlier, like eyeing us little guy. But then I keep walking. Little guy grabs me. It wasn't that little. That's not allowed in here, bro. So He's so like, I haven't even actually heard this sober. You, you got to give that to me. So I reach into my pocket. I click out the pot. Oh, so you'd smoked it and then already put it away. Yeah. Because I'm real quick. It's in my fist. I keep it pretty. I keep it pretty discreet. It's already back away. I'm not blowing huge clouds. I'm not a cloud blower. Quick hit. Into the pocket. He says, Hand. He, says get, he knows what he pocket said, you put said, it in. He says, give that to me. I click out the pod and I hand it to him. In the pocket you clicked it? Yeah. I, we take three steps. He's let me go. Yeah, he's over it. He grabs me again. Yeah, he, uh... He's like, you're not cooperating. He's like, you got to go. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, he's like, you clicked out. Where he says something like that. You're like, he knew you did. And I'm like, I can't, I can't smoke it anymore without the, without the base. He's like, that's it. You're done. You got to leave. Grabs me on the arm. I'm like, all right, I'll give you the pod. He's like, nope, you're done. Takes me out of the stadium. It dragged you to, see, I picked up here. It gets me it dragged out. Dragged you to the, the, the gate. Gets me out of the gate. And I asked him, I was like, well, can I, can since I'm out, can I have it back? He hands it to me back, and he leaves. I walk along the fence. 
I shout out to Stephen Nally. I was like, I'll find my way back in, guys. Yeah, we go off. We go off to the seats. So I try to log on to StubHub. And this is when I tried calling you and you wouldn't answer. I tr- Signal was not great. Yeah, and you whatever. I try to log on to StubHub. No seats available. Yeah, yet. they turn it off. Then, well, seats are available. Now, they, no. may, they may have been sold, just people weren't there because they were, to be fair to Michigan It wasn't State even fans. like $300 available. No. Zero were showing up. And some guy says, tickets, tickets. So I'm like, I need a ticket. Yeah, how much? How much? And I'm like, can I Venmo you? Yeah, I'll, do, all I'll I, do it right in front of you. Because all I have is $5 cash. He's like, no, man, I I know it's raining. It's hurting the price. I need 20 at least. And we had paid 28 for our, our actual yeah. tickets. Not a ton. And like, well, for a big 10 I was like, I would, I would gladly pay you 20. Do you have an ATM? He's like, I know where there's one. So me and him walk back to like a commons. Yeah, like takes you to the student center. I go to the ATM. I get some dollars. He still has my five. But I give him another 20. So like 25 bucks, whatever. <laughs> he gives me a ticket. I get back in. I eventually the the gate I'm first going to oh, go yeah, in, yeah, yeah. This which is was part of the story. not the gate we entered. I saw the weasel. You saw that same policeman. I saw him standing. I there. remember I texted you, go in a different gate because I figured he'd be looking for you. But he was standing at yeah, the he gate. Had moved. He was standing at the gate near where I had, he had the same the thought that I had. So I went back to the gate I came into, got right in. Eventually, you finally, got, no it's tough. Michigan State Stadium, the upper deck is separated yeah, two. Yeah, it was kind of hard to find the upper deck, but I got back, go back in. down and go to the other side. That that's what Wayne and Caitlin remember. They went to Brown Stadium to the upper deck, and he could doesn't care. Okay, but so it's crazy for a jewel one hit dragged out, kicked out of the stadium. And you're 30 years old. You're not a seven, 18 year old freshman. And I handed it to him. He needed the pod. What? All right. We don't know this for sure because we all we discussed this. All right. Was he a Michigan State police? Was he a state trooper? Was he a East Lansing cop? What do he we was think? campus police. You think he was Michigan State? So like seventy five percent of his work is taking fucking jewels off college kids. Ninety five percent of his work <laughs> is getting rid of. He's babes. in. He's in bathrooms and like in the history hall, like catching kids smoking in there or vaping, not even smoking. You're not cooperating. All so my part of the story is I'm halfway up the ramp, right? Nally starts yelling, Steve, Steve, Steve. I turn around and I, you know, I hadn't, I saw that guy eyeing you, but we were walking by him. And then he has you up pretty high. I, you say the arm, but it was, it was definitely the shirt. Like it was like here. I have bruises. Henry, can we get some money out of this? I don't want money out of it. Hey, tell us about tonight's game. So, Coleman, disappointing tonight for you. It's shocking that Jimmy G had four touchdowns. I didn't expect that much passing game. Coleman had a touchdown called back on a flag, which was bullshit. Um, Had Coleman gotten me 11 points, Garber was dead. Garber's alive now. Back alive. I still think I got him, but I'm a little pissed that I can't second guess. I didn't know Breida was going to play, but it's not because Breida played that Coleman didn't do great. Jimmy G just actually threw the ball tonight. Kyler Murray, better than you expected? Same as you expected? Worse. Game manager. 
It's not like he's running around getting a bunch of rushing yards. It's you cover. He throws the ball pretty well. The Cardinals are a solid team. And with my Browns hot take of seven and two, this is possibly one of those two. I'm not saying the Browns are definitely losing to the Cardinals. They can beat them. The, the toughest game they have is the Ravens, which is funny because they already beat the Ravens, which is weird. And it's in Cleveland. And then the other tough one is the Bills and they're Fugazi. We're going to beat the Bills. Exactly. And that's in Cleveland too. So um, last thing on this game, Emmanuel Sanders had a phenomenal game. Why did your Green Bay Packers not try and trade for him? I don't know. Why not a third-round pick? Yeah, Rodgers is 37. Like, why? It's not not like the Packers are in the AFC or something. It just doesn't make sense. Trade a third-round pick. Emmanuel Sanders immediately year one while Adams is out. Yeah, and then he's two, two. and he's a great slot receiver. He is like your new Jordy Nelson. Yeah, and he's won a Super Bowl too. There's, you know, other than Rodgers, I don't think there's anyone left on that team from the Super Bowl team. Like everyone loves the Lizard, and everyone loves MVS, but they're inconsistent. No, they're not. They're fine, but they're not that good. Emmanuel Sanders, that that was Super Bowl right there. If you make that trade, I'd have done it for a second round pick. I laid it out there. Aaron Rodgers is not getting younger. No, he's 36. Emmanuel Sanders for that second round pick. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, Big shout out to Nat this week doing a lot of work. I was in Detroit. Who did I see playing wide receiver? Kenny G.